I am unashamed. What about you? So um, it was. This was my first outing since the coronavirus to go and speak somewhere. Because now some churches are opening up, and you know people are yeah. still like weird, and you got a lot of rules and stuff like that. But some folks up in Tulsa, uh, at the Park Church up there in Tulsa, some friend of mine, they they had invited me way back when, and everybody else had postponed or canceled all our events and stuff like that. And we we've all had some that pushed, but you know they were they started meeting the week before, so they were like, "Come on!" So it was Father's Day. And uh, it was really, uh, it was great. It was good for me because I hadn't been in front of a live audience in so long. You know, it's just been the cameras, live stream and all that. So uh, they did their first one outside because they they wanted to try to make it available for people who didn't have to w- want to wear a mask because they made their inside like mandatory to mask. And so uh, it was really, so even now it's just interesting, different because I was speaking in this courtyard outside, but it was really good. And But you know, when you're in, some of these places in the South, you start talking about going outside to, to meet. I mean, it, it gets pretty rude, you know, around here. Sun gets up and all that. But luckily, it was overcast. It was perfect. And so I decided since it was Father's Day, Dad, to talk about I had never told the, the Phyllis story, you know, publicly yet, other than what we did on the podcast. So I kind of just worked that into my lesson about the father and the son, the idea that, you know, how, how the grace – and what happens in, in the building up of people. So I kind of told a little bit of your story and what God had done to humble you to get you ready for everything that we've done and all that in our family. And then how that you go through 44 years uh, and and you're living a certain way and you're trusting him and he's brought success and we've certainly had it and we keep helping people. And then all of a sudden he can just drop something in you know, to say, let me give you a little something new to deal with, you know? And so I told the story about how we, you know, you and I discovered the letter and all that stuff. But, you know, it's really interesting with an audience when you're preaching or, you know, or even just or teaching, you know, you know, whether you're, they're listening or not, I always do by the level of noise in the room, which by the way is a little harder outside, but the quieter it gets, the more intense they are mm-hmm. to listen. And that's what happened with the unless snoring. they're sleeping. Unless they're sleeping, but usually then you get snoring. So, yeah, it's always a deterrent. I actually have my first uh, this Sunday. I'm I met a guy who Are I don't went on the road. Well, sorta. He uh, <laughs> they're having a convention, a cattleman's convention, Sunday, at, in our hometown. They have a big uh, okay here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I met this guy. He goes by Chicken. I don't know his real name. Everybody calls him Chicken. So he's Chicken, chicken and he's heading up the cattlemen's. Well, I think he has cows. Yeah. But he told me, he said, uh, they're having a, you know, they have a little church deal because it's a weekend on Sunday. And uh, he said, you know, they were having trouble finding somebody to speak because of coronavirus. And he asked me to speak. I don't know this guy real well, you know, but I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, so I... It'll it'll be interesting. It's like he said, it's seven o'clock in the morning on Sunday, and they're having a little church service before they trade the cows. Huh. So, what do y'all think I should? Uh, you got any advice? A yeah. guy named Chicken has set me up at a cattle <laughs> convention, and we're, they're having a church service at the cattle. Oh, convention. Is, is that is it at the Ike? Yeah, oh, at, at the, the Ike. Ike. 
So you needed to, yeah. What would be a really an interesting? One I mean, I went. You know, First Peter three fifteen. Always be prepared to give an answer That's to everyone. Right. Ask you to give the reason. You so could do one on the golden calf. You know, but I don't know. If uh, I mean, I'm gonna definitely it. stick with Jesus. To me, if you're in Jesus, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever in our world. Today, you could tell the story, and I mean, just illustratively. Remember when we first started school of preaching? They used to always joke that you could always hear in the background the lowing of the sacred cows that were being slayed by all these people that came to preaching school. You know, because everybody comes in with ideas. My first thought was you got to do something to cows. get up and say, and for what? A bunch of cows? <laughs> More cows? That's open range. Do you think they would Have get you it? seen open range? I know. I've seen open range. That's a newer. Yeah. That's a newer one. You know what's weird? I want to have a confession. I got a scathing email. I don't know how they got my email. <laughs> they said, you had your cousin Zach there, and you never let him say anything. I mean, it was just rude. And uh, I said that. Oh, you did? <laughs> he said, he uh, said that through one of his fake email yeah, accounts. I, I, so I, I, I responded. I said I responded in all caps. I said, he had not seen the outlaw Josie Wales. Exclamation point. Sent it back. And look, they sent back and said, "Wow, I can't believe you responded." <laughs> that was that was the, whoever that guy was. I like. No, that. it was a woman. Oh, she's it great. Was, yeah. yeah she's and so lot. I thought you did. I hear that a lot, Jess. They complain about you. They said you interrupt Dad too much, and they said I tell too too many the, stories. You're kind of the bad boy of the podcast. Yeah, you I guess are. so. I mean, <laughs> okay, whatever. Well, God's grace it? reaches to all. Points. Well, it's funny because I was I was in Tulsa, and the night before I preached and I was there, Trump was there. Yeah, that's and what so, I was going to ask you. So it was really, connection. so I fly in and and you and get off the plane, and I'm driving to a friend's house that I was staying with, and there's a there's a police car at every exit. You huh. know, as I'm leaving that area, I, I mean, I bet six or seven miles there's a police car at every exit. I thought, man, you talk about. What, I guess Oklahoma is saying whatever is happening in the rest of the country, it ain't happening here. Cause there Did was you a, see protesters? Never saw any. The, really? Uh, yeah, none. The church I spoke at, the chief of police for the city of Tulsa goes to this church. Yeah. It was really interesting hearing some insider about everything. But it was actually relatively calm. They didn't have a lot of problems. But, again, heavy police – you know, to keep people apart, which is the main thing. You don't want them, you know. They, did, they didn't want them stopping the interstate. At- no, that's right. And it wasn't going to happen. And plus, I know when Trump got there, I'm sure he got the, you know, he gets to, as we saw from here in Monroe, when he when he gets there, it's clear the I'd, road. I had never seen the interstate closed. It just <laughs> they closed. closed the entire interstate. Oh, oh, yeah. The interstate was closed. I went to get on it, and I'm like, what the heck? Is there a wreck? I look, there's this ghost town down the interstate. I was like, oh, Trump, boy. He said, no, I'll be having that interstate to wow. get to the airport. Well, that's what they always do when he just comes out, which would be – what? how awesome would that be every time you travel, Jays, if they just shut down everything to it's get you It's not awesome for everybody no, else. He, he, I remember you guys had a little run there where they did that. We, we did it a few times. I went, you know, I I went down with Willie to um, Lafayette, and, I mean, they had 15 cop cars. I mean, they, we were 90 miles an hour, sirens going. I mean, I yeah. just shut down streets. This is back at the hate. I was like – Whoa. Remember they did that, Dad, for me and you in South Carolina. 
that time we spoke on Super Bowl Sunday. And look, I mean, it, they had every red light. Everything was green. It was like Bruce Almighty. It was pretty me. impressive. Oh, it was. And we just zoop. We went straight to the yeah. event on, from the airport. I left an LSU baseball one because I had an event, but we wanted to go to the LSU, yeah. and it was packed. And I was getting panicky. I was like, so I told the coach, Maneri, I was like, look, I'm going to have to leave early because I, you know, I have to go to this event. And the game was just – and it was awesome game. Yeah. He's like, no, no, we'll 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 get you fixed up. You know, he's like, you know, made a phone call there during the game, and when they grabbed me, and we, I mean, we went through everywhere, wide open. <laughs> Just like five minutes, we're out of there. I was like, gee whiz. This, me and Cy, this... me and Cy were at the LSU game. We did a book signing at the at the student center or whatever they call it, the book club or whatever. Uh, the day of the game, so I call the guys LSU police you know like on the campus i'm way out on the outer you know part of the campus and i call him and he said we'll be there in about five minutes so they showed up with a car for us to get into like an suv and then there were motorcycles front and back and you know how it is on football game day down there Mm -hmm. just people everywhere same deal we just i mean parting of the red sea and here we come right you know you can see some people they're like they're stopping traffic for that duck dynasty guy <laughs> yeah. and look i don't blame him yeah. for being mad no, i'm because like you didn't like it you couldn't get on interstate you're so right uh, this is this is what's wrong with our it's society in, it's embarrassing but but that, when you're in the car i have to admit it's pretty awesome well you're, well, you're, you're like it's embarrassing it's nice so it's you're a, on the waiting end it's like uh, uh, so i'd much. be saying the same thing it's <laughs> embarrassing but fun <laughs> that explains most of it so uh, we ha- we didn't mention on the last podcast, but we are still trying to get uh, folks to uh, do a early uh, get your book early, reserve your book, Jesus Politics, which is Dad's new book, uh, which is going to re- be released August the fourth. And you basically go to Jesus Books, Jesus Politics dot com, and you can reserve your uh, your early copy. And so uh, we need you to do that. That drives so, it up where we have a chance to get on some of the book. So, lists. Phil, you bought that website, JesusPolitics.com? JesusPolitics.com. Sort of. No. <laughs> he he uh, has a guy. I, mean, oh, I missed that guy. one. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we got you, Phil. Yeah. So, so tell so, us what the book's yeah, about, Yeah, give us a little short. Basically, uh, what the book's about is uh, being members of a another uh, political structure, if you want to call it that, the kingdom of God, Jesus being the king, operating, in this case, it, it will vary with the nation, but in this case, the kingdom of God, how it should operate inside an earthly kingdom, United States of America. It's a democratic republic the kingdom of God, the members of it are within that structure. But our politics are different because the king is the one who arrived over in Rome, Jerusalem, and traveled all across the apostles, hitting all the major nations of the earth as far as they could go. So it ends up being, this is a book about a narrow road. I wrote this in the front of this one that produces the kingdom, love. So you look out in the streets and you see this mighty throng coming by and you might see rioting, looting, burning. They have signs, placards, 
Well, that's not the kingdom of God. We're within this whole structure trying to have a good impact that involves love, joy. You don't get up in the morning angry. You get up in the morning thankful to be a member of the kingdom. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The kingdom of God is putting those qualities out for everyone to see. So to get on the road, because speaking of roads, that path you see that the looters and the one that burned the towns down and the theft and hollering and cursing and bitterness, you see all that, you say, and it, and you, and it's a good picture of the two roads. The road that they're on is wide, wide. Broad is the road. That, and they're all on it, would seem. Well, over here on the little pig trail, you have a little narrow road. Only a few find that one. Well, there's your kingdom of God, the few that are walking on the narrow road. The gate to that road is locked at all times, except when one puts his faith in Jesus, his death on a cross, his burial, resurrection, your faith in that and your response to it, baptize, God sees you with his spirit. The little narrow, the little, the little narrow gate. Is that a creaky gate? The little narrow gate. Like. The little narrow gate has just opened. Jesus said, "Don't forget to get on the right road. You have to go through me because I am the gate to the road." Do y'all understand that? Well, wouldn't so, his gate be open though? Always? I mean, he is the gate, but it's open for everybody. It's only open through faith in Jesus. And that's well, that's, know, that's but, what it, that unlocks. But everybody qualifies. Remember, Peter had the keys to that gate to the kingdom. Yeah. He had the keys to it. You say, what well, when they said, "What do we do?" Well, he stick the key in the gate. He said, "Repent and be baptized, all of you, in the name of Jesus. God will remove your sins and give you the Spirit." It opens and they go in. About thirty five hundred in that case, wasn't it? Hang on, Dad. Let's take a break before you keep going. So a lot of folks have uh, switched over to uh, one of our sponsors, Patriot Mobile. Um, They are a uh, phone service provider, and um, they're Christian. They're conservative, and um, you know they really let folks know that they support a lot of the same things that our audience uh, supports as well. So they're trying to encourage you to, uh, to come over and, and try out their plan. They're also very, uh, you know, in terms of saving money, they start as low as 25 bucks. Um, and so, and they're rated very high. Uh, so they're good guys, got a good message and also have a good price. So if you're interested in checking these guys out, you call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or you can visit patriotmobile.com slash Phil to check out their product and see if uh, if you want to switch over to these guys. So Jesus is the king of the kingdom. We're priests in the kingdom. I know that if you saw me or some of y'all walking down the road, (laughs) when people drove by, Jace, and they looked at you walking down the road, Mm-hmm. They would not com- could 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 fathom. They would never say, 
there goes one of those those priests in the kingdom. Yeah. They, they wouldn't say that, Jace. They'd no. say some old homeless boy that's turned and around. They'd say Judas priest. Yeah, they run you out of, of, you know, Trump Tower. You know, you you, you didn't come across as a priest. It you always came across, comes back to that. You came, I was the one person evicted from the Trump Tower. You came across as riffraff. There's been others. So, do you know I actually bought the rights to if the facial profiling.com. So, if you want to try to get that, I've already. What's it called? Facialprofiling.com. Yeah. I bought Jay it. Yeah. It's like $25 you can buy. It. So back to the book, Jay Steele and my thunder. <laughs> so here's what. You say this book is about how to get on access to the narrow road. Uh, Marxism is a highway to hell. <laughs> Just you tell say, us what you broad think. Broad gate. They, you have to dethrone the kingdom of God to do what they want to do. You have to get rid of the kingdom of God, and mankind has been doing that. The Roman Empire tried it. They said, mm-hmm. kill them all. And you can see what happened at the Colosseum and all the wild animals feeding their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rome will rule. Well, you looked up at the end of the day, and you say, the kingdom of God prevailed. Pressed on. That's right now. So, it's because it's hidden. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's things hidden. like this. This is chapter 2. American politicians are undermining the godly foundations of this country by promoting a godless, atheist agenda that is eroding the religious liberty of the, of the citizens of the king. You say, who are they? Marxist. Uh, we must rebuild the foundation of the country. Returning to the word of God. I got one in front of me there. And protecting the religious liberty of the citizens of the kingdom. You hear about all those old founding fathers. Get rid of them. Tear their statues down. All they were saying is, trust in God. Do what's right. Keep your Bibles. Vote, vote for leaders who will promote (laughs) religious liberty. Donald Trump is doing that, fortunately. Protect our rights to practice Christianity in every public square and live lies aligned with Jesus' politics. That's just a little bit of reading over in about chapter two. Look, I'm a C-plus man. I don't claim to be a rocket scientist or a theologian. I'm just saying common sense and Jesus Christ, and we would go a long way in America, and we've forgotten both. That's just my opinion. So here's a book that uh, how we take it back. And it really, we talked about this before, it's a it's a follow-up to The Theft of America's Soul, which yep. was the book we came out with uh, a year ago. And uh, basically it's saying here's some solutions to some of the problems you laid out in the first book. So it's JesusPoliticsBook.com is where you go to pre-order uh, the book. And look, the reason why we're asking you to do this is because the more we pre-sell, the higher it puts us on some of the lists. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, a lot of the media likes to put down uh, people like us to not the New York Times when they see the numbers of my books Al they wince they like groan and say oh. well and they do more than that they come up with ways to yeah. exclude us you know off of these lists just because you're conservative or Christian no, I think when they see us because we've had a New York Times bestseller uh, you know we've had we, a few, we, yeah. yeah and don't you know that people when they see that they're like Oh, oh, wrong. Oh, oh it just, wow. they wince. I use the word wince. How you're going? I mean, Jade, you're kind of going like throwing a fit. You know what? But this book right right here, uh, Jesus Politics, um, I think you've 
pre-sold more copies of this than any other book that you've That's done. That's true. Yeah, you you told have, me that yeah, this morning. It's, it's, I didn't it's, know that until you told me. exceptionally well. And that has a lot to do with Unashamed Nation. I think these, so. I know, think that's, that's the guys, the people, the folks that are listening. But, um, you know, one of the things I think that's interesting about this book is obviously, you know, we, me and I were heavily involved in working on this with you, getting it pulled through. Um, I love it because even, it, 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 even if – you know, we 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 lose the United States of America, which every nation has eventually fallen over time. That I is just correct. About that passage that you, it's in the book, I think, uh, where it talks about in Daniel, the the different kingdoms. Um, you know, Daniel's prophecy when he interpreted. By the way, the that's in the book. Yeah, that's in the book, and I love that. I love that idea that in those days, when it says there, there'll uh, there'll be a rock that destroys that that final kingdom, and in those days. God will establish a kingdom that cannot be shaken nor destroyed. And it'll last forever. It'll last forever. So we're, we are a part of that, which is encouraging for me because when I look at, you know, the nation going to hell in a handbasket, I do have to remind myself, because it's not just Marxism. That's part of the problem. But it can also be nationalism on the other side. If my loyalty is to uh, the United States of America before the kingdom of God, then I've got a problem. You know what I mean? That's it's, correct. I, I, that's why I love what this, the message of this book really is transcendent. It's, yep. it's it's something that no matter what happens, you know, we're part of a different kingdom. This basically is how to get off planet Earth alive. <laughs> yeah, and in, and and in the presence of God. When you mentioned the gate, Jesus isn't only the gate; he's also he's the road, he's the way, he's the actual way. You got it. You well, know? and I think that the books we've mentioned this before when you've been on. By the way, those of you maybe new listeners, this is Zach Dasher, our cousin. Uh, Jan, we mentioned Jan a lot on the podcast, Dad's youngest sister that uh, went on to be with the Lord. This is her son. But Zach and I have been partners for a while, and we started, our first project was Torchbearer, which was the movie that Zach mo- wrote most of the treatment for, uh, which, by the way, you can get Amazon Prime. You can still find that if you if those of you guys hadn't watched it. But it really, I feel like Dad's books, the books we've been doing, are really a response to sort of what what you guys talked about in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's the reaction to what happens without God. In other words, without God in these systems, countries, nations, movements, whatever you want to do, I mean, it always falls to tyranny. I don't know how time. many you'd have to see in history that rose and fall before you would say, this thing can fall. We better be careful. I'm trying to keep that from happening. Well, and look how fast our country, I mean, this has been a quite a rise quickly. Tell but, me about but, it. But it, it's beginning, we're all beginning to think, was well, the fall going to be that fast as well? Because, man, things unraveled pretty quickly here in just the last few decades. We're basically on a little narrow pig trail, the sons and daughters of God. There are more of them, the ones on the other side, than there are of us. I think I'm just looking over at that wide road. Well, you're quoting the verse. Yeah. And what they're doing, I'm just watching that road, that wide road. And I'm thinking, but what, what are they doing? They, they're, he, they're tearing down statues, yeah, burning honestly, and looting. Which I don't know, even know what Marxism is. I mean, I'll hear y'all talk about it, you know, but uh, it came from a guy named Karl Marx. who was up to no good. Jace. <laughs> Thank you for that. All but right. what I'm saying is it doesn't matter to me because you can be in jesus what is marxism yeah i don't know y'all y'all read all this stuff i don't i get we read things in books i i I have one book (laughs) (laughs) it's one i stick with and uh 
Hey, I feel I'm better off for it. Because I don't like the news media to whip me up into a frenzy. I like to get my facts from other people that I see on the streets and, you know, from this book. So, like, when you're talking about all that, talking about, yeah, okay, I got kicked out of the Trump, you know, whatever. When somebody sees me walking down the road, they're not thinking, boy, there's one of the kings of the earth. Never. But when you think about what Jesus, uh, my favorite chapter in the Bible is Luke 15. I've probably said that before. Here's Jesus. He, even though the road is narrow, he's eating with tax collectors and sinners. And the religious people came up there and said, well, this ain't right. If you're religious, why are you eating with them? Which shows you that he was after everyone. A lot of religious people they have trouble he was with, a friend to them all with this with this chapter because it's like what he tells these three stories based on him just having a meal mm-hmm. with the broad road that you brought up but he's having a meal with them so he's showing those qualities you talk about love joy peace patience mm-hmm. and so at the end of the third story when the son you know returns well, what did he do he kind of made him a king he got him a robe he put a ring on his finger. They killed a cow. Maybe this is where I need to go with my cow go. thing. Because the fattened calf the got killed. Fat That's where I'm guy. going. That's it. I need a fat you can cow. Can I say that? I need a, I'm need. i going to say oh, that. Yeah. I need a, I'm looking for a fat cow. Yeah, because yeah. And then the I'll tell them this story of redemption. Perfect. Thank you for this. There you go. Let's give the credit to God. Oh, so now, then when you, it's, I had an, a, a thought while you were talking. Jesus is the king of kings that's but it. we usually think of kings of the earth while you're and, there he's a king whose yoke is easy and his burden is light think yeah. about that you said i like that this kind is of king. this is not difficult you can do this yeah hang on jess let's take another break So, Dad, we haven't talked about your uh you have any new ailments lately you seem to be as you seem to be pretty good these days. None. Yet last year, I mean earlier, I guess it was last year, torn bicep. You had you know cut out of your leg. Now, now look at all that. Oh man, yeah, that's just just that's sheared kind of, that off. Yeah, give it two or three weeks, you're fine. <laughs> so, so it's good to know. And also, you have been taking Omega XL. You and I have been. Which I've noticed a big difference in just the normal aches and pains. Do you do you feel like I it's, think it helps? I think it helps too. So it's helped me. Basically, Omega XL has helped us with inflammation. I got a buddy of mine that fell off a twenty foot ladder and broke both his ankles. I mean, just a terrible mm. thing. He was on doing a mission trip, you know, and uh, so he told me that now they've reworked his ankles and all, but he has a lot of inflammation issues. And so he's going to start trying it. So he's going to let me know if even something that severe, if it might help with some of his pain. So we're hoping that it does. We definitely recommend it. Uh, Dad and I have been taking it. Um, Omega XL is what it's called. And so if you go to OmegaXL.com slash fill, you buy a bottle, you get a second one free, uh, which is great. OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or you can give them a call, 1-800-844-4888. That's 1-800-844-4888. So there's your sermon. That's it. I mean, he, I, I really think that he's made us kings of the earth because all our forgiveness, you know, we have forgiveness for all our past. We uh, we have access 
to God and his spirit. We, and all these qualities that make someone really valuable. You know, he's not talking about the ring and that was a spiritual we have analogy. In, we have intercession. Yeah. And if you die, I mean, what makes you the king of the earth is that the earth can't hold you. Mm-hmm. So you're a king. Mm-hmm. If you can beat death, you're a king. Yeah, and now he's the king of kings. So when you're talking about the kingdom, I don't know, that's just where my head went. Yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, about the prodigal son story. There's a, a famous painting by Rembrandt called The Prodigal Son. It's mm-hmm. I mean, a very famous painting. And it's it's the picture is um, the father's embracing the son. And you can see the two hands. And one hand is like this firm, fatherly, masculine hand and the other, to, to show kind of the firmness and the mm-hmm. power of God. And then the other hand is a, a, a very feminine, loving hand, like a motherly hand. And what Rembrandt was trying to get across is the God that we serve. Yes, he is this, and it's in the prodigal son. It's it, Yeah, he's powerful. He's sovereign. He's holy. He's mighty. He's, you know, he, he's not to be trifled with. But at the same time, he's loving, embracing, gracious, caressing. The, you mentioned about the, the yoke being easy. I think the burden a, light. When you think about it, because because God does represent both yeah. ideas of mother and father, and Paul even has there's a verse that said he gathers his children together as a mother would gather her children together. Because think about it, we we refer to him in the masculine gender, but he's got the same to, to God. He's every he's above all gender. Well, I think it's why he said qualities. in Galatians three, there's neither male nor female, right. which is you know such a hot button subject in our culture yeah and really you you find it in jesus and you know, i mean you're just kings in the you're, way i know, describe king. it when i tell my when i give my testimony about because i was a prodigal son um and when i talk about coming home it's interesting you said that i hadn't thought about that that i talk about you know dad and i had the hard conversation when i left but i stayed a little bit in contact with mom because you know mother always is going to keep a yeah. little tether you know to her son dad and i never talk but when I came home, mom and dad both came out to meet me. And so when I tell that story, I talk about how that father met that son, you know, on the road. He yeah. didn't even, he didn't wait till he got there and was sitting in his chair and just gonna, you know, lambaste him. Instead he went out and met him. And so I said, Mom and Dad met me in the yard. That's beautiful. Which yeah. was both of you saying, Welcome home. And then I always say we we kill the fat and catfish and have a mm. celebration. <laughs> yeah. Because I lost so well, I see this, that story. This, this Jason the Kings. Uh, you are a chosen people. That's the kingdom of God within the United States of America. A royal priesthood is alive and well within these United States of America. A holy nation inside a democratic republic. A people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness. I've been there for 28 years. The last 45, I've been with Jesus. Into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The people of the kingdom are always be merciful. What's amazing is he ends this up and says, Dear friends, I urge you, here's the way we're to be, the kingdom of God, inside the United States of America. I urge you as aliens, Zach, and strangers in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they uh, accuse you of doing wrong, which happens all the time, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. That's the job of the kingdom, that royal nation, that, that 
people of God, royal priesthood, you're like, good night. I like it when I it, am thrilled you, uh, to be a member of that. You okay. read those verses when it says, you can Google it, look, when it says King of Kings, the his king is capitalized. Yeah. But the neck the the little kings yeah. we're not capitalized. Lord of Lords. <laughs> <is like that. laughs> I don't know why I thought that. But well, by my, the way, so just to that point, when you see if you're reading your Bible and you see spirit capitalized, it's Holy Spirit, and then you see little spirit, that's us. Yeah. Same thing. That's a distinction. Well, you almost can get the point where if they pulled over mm-hmm. and saw you, Jay, she said, Who are you? You, you could say, answer. You could answer. You're not going to believe what I'm fixing to tell you. Well, it it all comes back to that. Is that First Timothy six where when he makes that that uh, illustration when Jesus is was before Pilate and he said, "Are you a king?" Yeah. I mean, because then yeah. Timothy addressed that. He said he made the. Yes, first, the first Timothy noble, six. And, I, and I think it says King of read Kings. Read that there. one. Read uh, that now. That's me, a good one. I think it says, we'll see if my theory is true about the capitalization. Yeah, it's there of, on both of us. First Kings, it, I mean, not First Kings, First Timothy 6, starting in verse 13. Which is why you had the uh, two Old Testament, Al, uh, the kings, because yeah. it was the shadow that one day we would be kings. That's right. Seriously. I know. It's pretty incredible. So you think about, you know, because I usually don't like a king or that kind of, well, our, system and our, our rebelled against the king. All right, unless I am one, because <laughs> because of the King of Kings, <laughs> this kingdom living. You're a spiritual king, <laughs> Jason, but kingdom, nobody knows it. But God, but I look like a vagrant. That's it. <laughs> it's kingdom awesome. living is sort of like TV living. So I'm a king. People are like, yep, yawn. <laughs> Hang on, let's, let's take one more break. Before you read. So, Jace, one of our new uh, sponsors, I figured you would like them because their name is Ajace, A-D-J-A-C-E. They spelled they, a little they, bit different. They did. Uh, I would have liked it better if they would have changed the C <laughs> to S. However, <laughs> I like the spirit of the name. What I like about these guys is that I've, it's about churches. So that kind of you know spoke to me because I've been doing church work for a long time. Basically, it's a technology that connects churches and helps you build a database that can then interface with the worship like you guys do missing yeah. do the worship software and so it's a way to connect those things with the people so it's pretty good um, basically they help you build and keep that directory um, they use planning center uh, software as well uh, is, is what they combine with and interface with so it's really good it's a quick setup, which is good for people like me who are not very smart on the computer. Well, everything's going to live streaming and digitally right. anyway. This world, that's why I told these guys, I was like, you guys are cutting edge because it's all going that way. I mean, now we're doing They're so going to take away your excuse, Phil. That's right. Because you're like, oh, everything on there is bad. Well, they're trying to make something good on there. So we get to, you know, address, phone number for a membership. Uh, it's secure. No one outside your church will be able to access the directory. So they, they put a hedge of protection around, which is great. It has mobile app access, which is really good. And a printout, it says, for you, Dad. Here. So, you know, because Dad still goes off the printouts. It's also inexpensive. Uh, it's free for churches under 50. So you small churches, and you're thinking, man, how can we afford that? They're going to do it for you for free. $10 a month for churches between 50 and 250 which is where most are, and then it goes up from there depending on your size. So you go to adjace, A-D-J-A-C-E, adjace.com, 
hit the new church button. You'll be up and running in two minutes and you'll be better connected. So he says in verse 13, in the sight of God, 1 Timothy six thirteen, who gives life to everything. Boy, that's just what a statement. And of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. I think that was when he said, are you a king? Are you a king? He's like, he and didn't, and he, he didn't and disagree. Said, well, he you said, know. yes, for, you're right. Yeah. For this reason, I came to be. Yeah. I charge you to keep the command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about him in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler. And then it says the king of kings. It's kind of a subliminal. He made the good confession. Yeah, I'm a king. The Lord of lords. Who alone, this is what makes you a king. If you if you say, well, how do I be the king of kings or lord of lords? Who is immortal, immortal, and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Yeah, and, and think about what this. A, He's unapproachable. But yet, going. Well, I think someone said we we're going to talk about John six, the Lord's Supper. You know, he says, yeah. "I am the bread of life." Yeah. yeah. You know, you think about that. This unapproachable being mm-hmm. humbled himself, allowed us to get our hands on him. We couldn't approach him, so yeah. he approaches us through Jesus, which, which, which is the story of the prodigal son, right? With that, right. why he it. was a long way off. The, the Bible says that then the father went after him. That's See, right. that's why I think now young disagree or whatever. That's why when I read something like the prodigal son and I look at our culture, because everybody I'm seeing, because now I'm bumping into people or texting people that I haven't seen for months because we've all been quarantined. Mm-hmm. And they're all, they all say the same thing. Well, what a time to live life. What has happened to our world? What kind of country is this? And I usually say something like, well, it's an epic time for Jesus. You know, people need you because that's where we're at. everybody's like, what is wrong? What is going on? And I think about all the riots and we got the coronavirus and all these politicians are up making all this. And here's Jesus in my mind, a modern day Jesus. He's in a back room somewhere having a meal yeah. with a bunch on the broad road. And we're like, well, wait a minute now. This is not what you should be doing. You you should be out here, you know, protesting. But that's what happened in Luke 15. He was not doing what we want him to do, which goes back to our phrase about they wanted to make him king by force. Right. He's having a meal with a bunch of hellions and they're like well this this is not the way this is supposed to, to be to your point that entire the, the lost sheep the lost coins and the lost son all three of those parables the purpose of the uh, the reason Jesus gave them was not for the for the what we usually emphasize the lost part but for the son the older brother who represented the Pharisees who didn't want him doing that yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where it starts. That's where it ends. Because remember, the older brother is really the point of the parable. You should be glorifying when people get on that narrow road. Instead, he was like, why should we? He's been out living this sinful life. Why should we accept him back? That was the purpose of what Jesus was talking about, because the Pharisees were complaining that he was eating with the broad you know, road oh, yeah. people. It's so critically it's, important that people understand, again, to Timothy, Paul to Timothy, Uh, If I'm delayed, you will know how people are to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God. The pillar and foundation of the truth, beyond all question, 
and boy is it ever. Back then and today, the mystery of godliness is great. He appeared in a body, God becoming flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit. He's dead, he's gone. Three days later, whoops, he's up again. Was He appeared in a body, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, beginning over there, all the way to here, who believed, was believed on in the world, were part of the believers, was taken up to glory. He didn't mention the return, but when the return occurs, boys, all I have to tell you is what they're screaming for on the streets of America, justice, they're going to get it. What we are thankful of, he was merciful. You shouldn't scream for justice. You should scream for mercy from the God of heaven. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Therefore, we're members of the kingdom of God because of God's mercy extended toward us through Jesus. And you're like, man, mercy rules. Thank you, Lord, for not giving me justice because I deserve death. But it's hard to convey that in our society. Oh, I've, tell me about I, I've it. I've shared this story before. It's like before, pulling teeth, Jace. But it seems more applicable now today because of all the tensions, the race, uh, you know, with, with what's happening in our culture. But, you know, Willie and I, I think it was when the Rodney King thing happened and all the tensions were there. Well, you know, I, back then I wasn't watching the news much. And Willie and I, Not some much of, has so, changed, Jason. All this yeah, you're some of our some thing. of our best friends were the Lewises, and we we were went over there. And we had a fish fry, and well, we went and played basketball, Willie and I, at what they call the square, which is basically an outdoor piece of concrete with two rims that have no nets. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty rough. And uh, well, Willie and I, we didn't notice. We're the only two white people there. I guess we knew that subconsciously, but. You know, we were going to be at the Lewis's that night. And we were, you know, everybody was coming. We were well, having but, like a gathering there. Like a, but there was a lot of racial tensions at that time that we weren't really taking seriously. Well, a cop car pulled up. Of course, and look, you know, to, to kind of give credit to a lot of people that are protesting, I would say half the players took off running. You know, it, he just pulled up. Half Now, it could have been – because they were up to no good, or it could have been, you know, we bad experiences. About, right, yeah, right. what happened? And so they hollered at me and Willie to come over there, the cops. So, I, you know, we walked over there. I was mad because I'm playing, we're playing basketball. I'm in the heat of the game, you know. And they're, and they're like, what are y'all doing? And Willie's like, we're playing basketball. And he's like, well, you need probably ought to get out of here before dark. And Willie said, Why? Because we were, like I said, in the heat. and I, I was just thinking, what, what, what is, what does he want? I mean, we literally were not thinking. Hey, there's. Have you not heard where there's racial tensions? You're white on a court, and we really were not thinking that. And he said, "You're white." And Willie said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. He said, "We're eating fish here a little bit at Miss, you know." Uh, Uri Dales, yep. you know, we were out at fish fry. We were playing basketball before that. And he's like, well, y'all just, I'm just telling you, you probably ought to leave here before, before dark. And Willie's like, all right, I didn't say anything. He's like, all right, we appreciate it. You know, and then we went back to playing basketball. But now I look back on that, I kind of get it as far as from his 
If I would have said, look, we're members of the kingdom of God. These, yeah, that guy, you see that guy there, Paul, look, he's my brother. Okay. He's black, but I mean, we're eating fish at his house. We've gone over on purpose. I'm not thinking about the black, white. We're in Jesus together. These are some of his friends. They all know we're okay. Jace, you know? you've just given the problem in America and the solution. Jesus is the solution. That's what I think. I think it's right. From one man, God made every nation of men. If you so say you're that, like, people go, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, what now I'm describing is a meal that we were having and having some recreation yeah. in the meantime. We weren't noticing that we were, because we go over there all the time. I gave okay. Uridale Davis thousands of pounds of fish yeah. through my fishing career. I'd go by there. I said, Uridale, got you some fish. And there were always, she was an older woman. And what a woman. Oh, and look, she had a house full of children. I don't know where they came from. Some of them were hers, and some of them she just took care of. We're we're neighborhood kids. Let's take one last break. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. Great woman. She's passed on the other side. I'll see her again. When you talk about the kingdom, it is interesting that some of the parables, other parables that Jesus uses— uh, or around a meal, you know, yeah. he talks about the feast and going out and bringing people to the feast, and the idea that and yep. it's that idea you described, Jason. I hadn't thought about it till you said that. That around a table is mm-hmm. kind of that concept of bringing people in to be a part of that. So, I mean, he kind of compares the kingdom of God to that. It's like a feast. It's like well, it's a, disarming. I mean, when you get uh, when you're around a table, it's a lot more difficult for me to rip you to shreds than I could as an avatar on social media. I could rip your avatar. Yeah. I could virtue signal against your avatar because I'm just, I'm looking at a face on a screen. I don't even know who, I don't even know you. And it's probably not even what it looks like you. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's gone through a filter or whatever. But when you, when we remove, and that's where culture's at, by the way. We're Instagram culture. Everything's online, everything's on social media, virtual worlds. I'm even Mm -hmm. um, Zooms and all that. But what they're we, not having meals together. They're not having meals together. <laughs> when you have the fish yeah. fry, when you have the when you have the the jambalaya or the gumbo here in Louisiana, and everybody comes around, it, it, it's disarming because you're you're you like I have to look you in the face before I rip you to shreds and kind of put you in some kind of category. And I think to your point, I mean the the own, what I see happening in the culture right now is they're they're clamoring for an answer. That can only be found in Jesus's church. That's it. That's the only place you're going to smell the aroma of Christ is when you walk into a setting and you see some burly redneck was African American with uh, Merrill Lynch uh, financial advisor mm-hmm. physician. Uh, you, you, you see all these people together and you're like, this does not make sense. Yeah, but it smells really good. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's it's Jesus. That's why I think the evil ones behind all that. You know, when it comes to disease and people suffering, and I, I tend to put that on him because he wants to isolate people. Yeah. And then you throw in the internet where everyone's already by nature isolated, and so then you get all worked up about what's going on and this hate and our differences, and so then here we come back, you know, with a meal. That's why the Lord's Supper which we were going to talk about from John 6, it seems so simple and it seems so crazy to them. And him even saying, you know, I'm the bread of life and I have living water and these simple little things that he was trying to get in their head that people say, oh, we, we come together as a meal, all sharing a common, you know, pr- problems and 
solution mm-hmm. in Jesus. And I think that's the picture that he wanted to well, present. Well, it's interesting because we've been talking about Jesus as king, and I preached a sermon a few weeks ago about this, where you look at Jesus, who was who is the king of kings, who is God, who is, is God who was in flesh here on the earth when we went back, and he had no problem getting down on his knees and washing the feet of his mm-hmm. disciples. I mean, he was a servant, you know, and, and, and he had no problem getting on his knees and praying for himself and everyone in the garden. So I thought about that concept of him on his knees. But then I thought, I remember what he said to Satan when Satan was tempting him. Remember early in, when he was just starting his ministry, Satan asked him to bow his knee to him. Now here's a man who has no problem getting down on both knees serving anybody, including weak disciples. Satan asked him to get down on his knee and give him fealty, and we'll rule together. Because he said, look around. So you see mm-hmm. who's in charge here. I mean, they're we'll all. We'll be kings. I'm the king. I'm really the king of this dump. And that's what Satan was saying. And Jesus says, I'll never bow the knee to you because I serve the Lord my God and him only. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, with this happening, it is a couple of weeks ago, it struck me preaching that I was watching people on their knee to a cause. And it really struck me. I was like, why would you get on your knee to that? And But you won't consider many getting on your knee to Christ, which would then eliminate this whole problem. Because if we were together on the thing as brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. we could come up with the right solution. That's what yeah. people do, who look at kings as like wealth and what they have, what they don't realize because they're to look at Jesus. So what do I need that? Right. I mean, I have everything. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're living in a fine house in a neighborhood that's going to be leveled. You know, we're talking about the broad road that leads to destruction. It looks awesome, but guess what? It's going to be leveled. Yep. Think about all the great palaces of the past and, I mean, beautiful kingdoms that were there. And now, where are they? They're way, they're underground. I'm out there metal detecting, trying to find the the treasures that are left. Piece of history, because it got leveled. Well, the lie is, is that the lie is, is, is that we're told that we have to fight for uh, at least like personally i got to fight for my equal position and then i think when you but when you read the words of paul in, in second Timothy, or for, uh, philippians 2 he says your attitude should be like that of christ jesus who being in very nature god did not consider equality with god something to be grasped but made himself nothing so you look at the nature of this holy powerful uh being who spoke everything into existence. I mean, like we're talking about a, I mean, this guy, he's not, he's not a uh, created being mm-hmm. and he condescends, he makes himself nothing. He takes on human nature. Like when you think about that type of humiliation. Yeah. And so the answer, I think this is the answer to the, to what's going on right now. I don't think we have to come up with, it. I think the God, Christ has given it to us that we are to have that attitude that, that that's shocking in a world right now. Yeah. Where everybody's pro on both sides, everybody's protesting. Right. Everyone's trying to find their identity in their politics, whether they're Marxists or nationalists or Republicans, Democrats. And the kingdom of God is just be. That's why I love that, that you don't read that because you do have a purity about you. I read all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus so politics. Basically, we're what <laughs> I well said, my nephew. What I've gathered <laughs> here today is that we're humble kings. Amen. There you go. I like we're that. Humble, kings. humble kings. I need to buy that. HumbleKings.com, write a book. That <laughs> well, may that, be my next book. Well, unfortunately, yes, yeah, somebody's probably already is. I'm glad it's not based on IQ because I would be coming up short, short, short. <laughs> but most kings are not humble. That's right. No, they're not. They're prideful. That's, that's you, kind you, of the – You know what? What uh, We should we should uh, get Phil to 
pray for us. Pray for our country. Let's end the podcast. Awesome idea. So, Zach, will you come back next time? Because I want to talk about John six. I want to talk about the bread of life. So, we just we, we just never referenced it. We did talk, <laughs> but I, I'm preaching on it. I got to talk about it some more. So, you'll come back next time. Yeah, I All think right. so. It, hopefully, yeah. we'll get you back. If not, we'll talk about it. But Dad, why don't you uh, close this one with a prayer? I for will. Our country. Father, you have heard our words today. We grovel at your feet. The one you sent, Father, one thing he showed all of us, you are a one merciful God. Thank you, Father, for being merciful toward us. I pray that our country wake up and arise and stand up, put their faith in your son. He's done a mighty thing for us. He's removed our sins. Blessed is the man, Father, you said, whose sin you'll never count against him. That's the work Jesus did. On top of that, you guaranteed us we could be raised from the dead and we would go from mortal to immortal. What a thought. Thank you for your spirit that you've given us that's available to all men and women in these United States and worldwide. I pray, Father, for a mass awakening. I pray, Father, that we would make you the main thing and everything the main thing. Thank you, Father, for being merciful to us. I pray that uh, your people would rise up and we salvage the United States of America. Father, we are operating as your kingdom inside this democratic republic. Help us, Father, point everyone to Jesus, your Son. I pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.